fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You ever have one of those days where you have the entire thing planned out, the entire show lined up, you're ready to go, you know exactly what you're going to talk about, and then breaking news happens and you got to rearrange everything, and then you just kind of throw it out the window. It's kind of where we're at today for a pre-Friday celebration. Hey, welcome into the Voice of Reason. It's great to have you along for the ride today, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation. Here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all over the country on radio and on TV and on live streaming and on podcasting, which we are killing it on all of those fronts. So thank you. We appreciate you so much. Your Millennial General reporting for duty today. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Congressman Bob Latta, 5th Congressional District of Ohio. We get our monthly check-in from him, and I'm super excited to chat with him as there's a lot going on in Washington, D.C. right now. We will get to the infrastructure plan in just a second because, yes, that is the big news. The Biden administration has officially made a deal with the Senate Committee on Infrastructure to pass a near $1 trillion package. So we'll talk about the details of what the bill actually looks like and will this actually go through. Probably because Republicans have gotten weak and they want to end up spending a lot more money. Look, there's nothing wrong with... Uh, working on infrastructure if that's what we choose to do but can we not do it in the year where we're already like eight trillion dollars past our budget in a in a deficit for just this year alone and then whatever else we have on top of that for our national debt to say like 23 or 30 or whatever it is trillion dollars can we just like hold off on that a couple of years to maybe pay some things off maybe get on the dave ramsey program pay the debts off and the debt snowball then we could worry about upgrading because he tells me to drive a hoopty car and therefore i'm driving a hoopty car while i pay off my student loans maybe we should just have the hoopty roads until we pay off the debts and then we can upgrade the hoopty roads <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. You can find us live on streaming right now, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, plus thehourfreedombook.com, on Instagram, on TikTok, all of it. At Hoosier Reason is the handle, at H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, also on the website at HoosierReason.com. Before we get into that bill, I I had to chuckle a little bit. I, I'm battling a little bit of a sore throat. Now, it's not sounding bad on the air, which is really good. I think it's just because I've strained my voice a little bit this week. I've, I've done a lot more voiceover work, done a lot more reports and do, doing things throughout the day. Or I think my voice is just tired. But at the same time, it could be allergies as well because we have really bad allergies around the Wichita area this year. And uh, we have the, the, the cotton that flies around in the air from the cotton trees. So I, that might be affecting me. Now, I don't really have the sneezes or the sniffles or anything. So it may just be affecting that because it's strained all the time. It's being used all the time. My throat. So I've been trying to stay really hydrated. But someone had mentioned to me, they're like, Andy, maybe you have the, the variant D COVID-19 virus. So I brought up the symptoms of the COVID, the Delta variant COVID-19 symptoms. Here's what the symptoms are for the variant of the virus. Fever and chills, cough, fatigue, muscle and body aches, headache, sore throat, congestion or runny nose, nausea or vomiting, or diarrhea, a.k.a. seasonal allergies. (laughs) I mean, 
if that's what we're worried about here with, you know, the worst case scenario of, oh, my gosh, we're actually going to maybe lose sense of taste or smell because that's COVID kind of thing. If that's what we're worried about with fever and chills and cough and fatigue and muscle and body aches and headache and sore throat and congestion and runny nose and nausea, vomiting and diarrhea. I mean, that's either a mild case of the flu or the seasonal allergies. And if that's what we're worried about quarantining and you have to get the vaccine or else we're all going to die sort of thing. Come on, man. We already have numerous different bacterias and viruses that do that to us on a daily basis. I don't see us running out and needing to force the community to get a vaccine for that. I, I just found it kind of funny because those are literally just to a T the same symptoms of the seasonal allergies. So either I have COVID and I'm dying or I have the seasonal allergies. I'll wait and see which one it is. I'm not really sure. At the same <laughs> uh, Andy, come on, you just need to get the vaccine right now. I'm not I'm not doing it. So you know what? If it's my time, it's my time and it's been fun. Hopefully my stuff kind of like every other artist, once they die, like their records go platinum and everything, maybe my show will go platinum thereafter and everybody will download my program. <laughs> yeah. On the other front, here's the latest in what's trending as well before we get into infrastructure. What's trending today? Well, according to Politico.com, Vice President Kamala Harris is heading to the U.S.-Mexico border this week amid, uh, amid the, I'm surprised I actually said this, amid the unrelenting chorus of criticism from Republicans over her failure to visit there. How dare they? How dare you try and criticize her? She is the vice president of the United States. Now, she's been handed the task to run the immigration task force, as Mike Pence was handed the duty to handle the COVID task force, where they met every single day. He was in touch with every single state every single day. They were doing four-hour-long press conferences, answering every question from the media. He was right there. He was dealing with the CDC. He was dealing with the health department, the World Health Organization. Like, he was on top of it every day. Kamala got kicked out of Guatemala and Mexico. That's the extent of her ability to handle the immigration crisis. And when you say, hey, you know, when you're a plumber, when you're an engineer, when you're a cabinet maker, when you're an auto guy, when you're a whatever, whatever kind of thing that you build every single day, here in the Wichita area, maybe aviation. If you're in Seattle, it might be fishing. Whatever it is, if you have problem on the boat, if you have problem on the airplane, if you have problem on your computer, if you have problems with the structure of your building that you're building, when you have an issue, do you go and expect it to look at it, to look at what's wrong, look at how it was set up, see if someone messed up while they were uh, putting it together, or seeing if something broke, or seeing if your measurements were wrong, or seeing if the engineer didn't know what he was doing because engineers like to live in the blue, you know, right on the blueprints and then expect everything just to kind of fall into place. Like, it's that's the level that we're at here. If you have a problem, why wouldn't you go and actually look at it? And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time here because it's stupid and it's not going to change her mind. And she's going in there for a photo op. She's not going to where the real disaster's going. She's going to El Paso, Texas which has its issues on its own, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of issues that go on in El Paso, Texas, but it's not where we have the buildings that are eight to 900% capacity with illegal immigrants crammed in cages while they're trying to say that Trump was the racist for putting people in cages. She's not going there for the photo op. She's going to a city where she's going to look at the border and be like, oh, wow, wow, things seem to be going really nice here. Get a couple photo ops, talk to a couple people. They're going to say, hey, you don't know what you're doing, and then she's going to fly back. Because she's going to get kicked out of El Paso, just like she got kicked out of Guatemala and with Mexico. So it's not going to do anything, but I guess here's the silver lining here. The positive side of this story is that we harassed her enough for her to go and do her damn job. What a concept. We told her, go to the border, go to the border, look and see what's going on. 
and do something. Well, we'll do it in our own time. Now, of course, they're trying to say it's not it has nothing to do with Republicans like telling me every single day to go to the border, but it was just the right timing. And all of a sudden now it's the right timing. Donald Trump did send a tweet out or an email, whatever he's doing now, uh, saying that, you know, it's about time that we she listened to us to go and do that. So, again, Trump won Kamala Harris nothing because Trump has trolled her to the point where she's listening while trying to ignore the fact that she's doing it because she's getting so much pressure from the opposition. And even the media is starting to say, when are you going to go? And while she tries to do her cackle and she tries to laugh it off and she tries to ignore it and put on the blinders, then she ends up going and now she's going to head down there this week. So what's going to happen from it? I don't really know. I don't know. She's going to go down to El Paso. She's going to talk to a few Border Patrol agents. She's going to look at the wall and be like, oh, that's nice. We need to tear it down because we don't like walls. And then come back and then not address anything. And the person that's handling the task force is not going to deal with the issue. But we already know that because they don't want the issue resolved. They like the illegal immigrants coming up. And while they made this bold, stern message of we will turn you away at the border, you know that's actually not true. You know that's actually not what they're really doing so we'll keep you apprised as she goes to visit this i mean it's this week which means like today or tomorrow or this weekend right you think that would be the case and she'll be down there for like two hours then fly back it'll be a day trip it'll be a day trip hey where you go i'm going to el paso for the day all right back home well that was nice well i really got to get an idea what's going on down at the border (laughs) yeah that's the way she goes so this infrastructure plan is a disaster can we just put it out there It's a complete and utter disaster. Any Republican that votes for it should be ashamed of themselves. I don't care if we negotiated them down from $2 trillion down to less than a trillion dollars. I don't care. It's a bad bill. We can't afford it right now, and we don't need it. Again, let's worry about paying off the debt before we upgrade the hoopty kind of thing. I know most listeners or maybe maybe people don't know who Dave Ramsey is, another talk show host nationally that talks about finances and not having credit cards and not needing credit and being able to pay off debt and pay everything in cash and doing the debt snowball. You pay off the smallest, then you use that money to pay off the next one, then you use that one to pay off the next one, and it just increases in- until you're completely paid off. You don't want debt. I'm going through it myself. I have a crap car. My car broke yesterday. It's in the shop. It's getting fixed. It'll be all fine. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. Trust me. But... I have that car because I'm trying to pay things off. Luckily, Mrs. Voice of Reason and I have two paid-off vehicles to where we don't have to worry about that. Honestly, my only debt now is student loans I'm trying to pay off. $70,000 worth, but by golly, we're going to pay them off. The federal government needs to do the same thing. I advocate, and Republicans aren't going to do this, Democrats certainly aren't going to do this, even libertarians are going to be like, eh. I advocate that we freeze all spending 100% across the board at the federal level until we pay off debt. Every bit of it goes off to pay off the bit of debt, and then we start spending. I like to do that in my personal life as well. I love to just be, you know know what? We can go on $50 worth of groceries this month, right? (laughs) We don't do that. That's a joke. The joke, I don't do that. But to me, I'm like, I'm okay doing that. Let's get 50 bucks worth of groceries for the month. We'll just pay everything else off on debt, and then we can enjoy. Uh, I don't do that. I take very good care of my family, and we make sure that we are completely taken care of. But I'm trying to prove a point here. That's what the federal government needs to do. Why? Because they're the public sector. It's our taxpayer money, and we don't need them to spend the money unwisely for stupid things that we don't need. Andy, we need infrastructure. We do when the debts are paid off to where we can afford it and it doesn't raise inflation rates and we can actually have private jobs do this without inflation rates and we don't spend it on ridiculous uh, omnibus packages where it's going to go into special interest as well, which is what it's going to do. 
The framework includes an additional $579 billion in new spending. Overall, the bill is... I want to try and find it here again. According to CNBC, just under a trillion, like nine hundred and eighty some odd billion dollars. Uh, but new spending of five hundred and seventy nine billion dollars, including three hundred and twelve billion going to transportation, whatever that transportation department. Here you are. Do what you will. One hundred nine billion dollars invested in roads, bridges and other major projects. Sixty six billion dollars in passenger and freight rail, meaning like Amtrak, which has been a failed program for a really, really, really long time. But by golly, let's keep sinking money into it because it's not, if it was private, it would be shut down already. But because it's not and it's public, we'll just continue to sink money into a failed program and wonder why we're spending money so frivolously, uh, including $49 billion in public transit. $15 billion will go towards electric via, and they say, according to CNBC, only, only $15 billion will go towards electric vehicles, infrastructure, and electric buses and transit, a fraction of what Joe Biden first proposed. That's his big negotiation. Okay. I'll back off. We'll only do $15 billion on electric vehicles by putting up, you know, electric charging stations along the highways and the freeways and at gas stations and at other places. All right. I guess we'll back off. I guess we won't need the uh, motorcade for the president and vice president to be all electric vehicles. We'll back off on that a little bit. Republicans said that they're not going to touch the 2017 tax cuts that Donald Trump did, while Biden said that he's not going to raise gas taxes or electric vehicle user fees. I find that hysterical. Hey, we want you to get an electric vehicle, but we're just going to tax you a little bit more for the user fee to drive it because we need the revenue and you're not using as much gas. So while we want you to go to this new industry, we're going to tax you more to do it, and then you should be grateful for it, and then you should buy more of them because we want more revenue. The stupid that comes out of D.C. sometimes, it drives me nuts. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Kansas weather is unpredictable, and even during the summer months, hail, heavy rain, and high winds could damage your roof. You need Burwell Roofing and Construction. Burwell Roofing and Construction out of Goddard, Kansas, is a local roofing company that has been helping Kansans for over 30 years. They use the latest in technology to ensure you're getting an accurate estimate to help take care of your new roof. They can even do siding and window replacement. Find them online at BurwellConstruction.com. If it's built well, it's Burwell. Burwell Construction. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Guys, I'm telling you, I need you to buy this new product, but we're going to raise the rate of it and make it more expensive, but you really need to buy it because that's the way society is going, so you just got to get on board with it, guys. Come on. Why can't you just get on board and spend more on a product that's probably not going to be as good, but that's the way the world's going, but we need to raise the rates on you. That's literally what Joe Biden said. And now we should be grateful because he suspended his idea of not raising gas taxes or electric vehicle user fees with this new infrastructure package that's going to be an additional almost $600 billion in new spending, according to... Now, this is, again, this is not out of the committees yet or on the floor. This passed through the Senate committee that was negotiating with the Biden administration in the White House. So now it goes to the Senate floor, then it'll go to the House, and it'll bounce back and forth if they do any revisions. But... This bill is a monstrosity, and we should be grateful, apparently, that we're under a trillion dollars in spending with this thing and that he's not going to raise gas taxes or electric vehicle user fees because that's what he wanted to do originally to be able to pay for the bill. So that's kind of strange on that one. We'll talk a little bit more about that with Congressman Bob Latta with the 5th District of Ohio in just a few minutes when we play his interview at the bottom of the hour. Real quickly, some of the other parts of this one. The plan was to put $266 billion into non-transit infrastructure, uh, $73 billion for power, $65 billion for broadband, and $55 billion for water. Again, now those are very vague. Those are very um, non-descriptive, which means it's probably going to be, well, the water department, which means going to probably administrative states and probably going to a bunch of other things. We're going to study the water in New Hampshire to look at viruses to see if COVID affects fish. It's probably what they're going to spend that money on, but that's what they try to say is productive spending at the federal level. So it's it's gone through there. Hopefully we advocate, again, all of the Republicans in both chambers to vote no on this bill because we don't need it right now. Let's actually get our act together and actually get spending under control before we look at increasing and investing in things because right now maybe it should be done at the statewide level. I know it's a crazy concept. Crazy concept. By the way, someone messaged on the Facebook Live, which you can comment on the face, uh, any of the live stream posts on our handle at Hoosier Reason. You can comment and, and also email me at Hoosier Media Network at gmail.com. Get some about my sore throat. Take some, uh, what is that, Nasacort twice a day, generic Sudafed sinus, and lots of water. Um, get well soon. Appreciate that. I, I, if I need to, I will. But I've actually been doing well. And again, I think it's just because I've been overusing my voice this week. But I don't think I'm really that sick. If I am, what I am going to do is I've been doing the I'll get back on the regiment, kind of relaxed over the last couple of weeks, which may be part of it, too. But back on the regiment of doing a shot of elderberry, elderberry concentrate in the morning and in the evening, because that helps with allergies. How about three days of that? Any type of thing you're allergic to or. Uh, OK, consult your physician before you do this. 
um, to go and actually use some elderberry concentrate in the morning and evening that usually can help. Got to use the technical terms here before the government comes after me for natural products and how dare you endorse them. Elderberry concentrate can potentially, in some rare cases, you know, consulting your physician, be able to help out with allergies or or uh, things you're allergic to in some way. So that's kind of cool. Also doing the vitamin regimen with taking massive amounts of vitamin C and vitamin D3 and magnesium and zinc, which helps boost the immune system anyways. Again, consulting your physician in your local area because they don't like talking about that stuff. I still find it ironic that there's we're a year into a COVID pandemic and now we have a variant of the virus that gives you sore throat and sinus issues and fever and a cough that's also comparable to a seasonal allergy and convenient how it comes out at this time, right? And trying to scare more people into taking the vaccine. But it comes out there and they still, a year later, have not talked about ways to help boost your immune system to prevent those cases to where even if you do get the virus, then you're asymptomatic and you don't have a problem with it. They still haven't talked about it. No, the only way apparently to do is to get the vaccine. Only way to not get a cough or a fever or allergies is to get the vaccine. It's the only way you're going to solve it, man. Or else we're all going to die. Yeah, the world we live in. Between spending and between manipulation of the population, I think we're kind of frustrated with them. What do you think? Lots more coming up after the bottom of the hour. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. So we're going to have a lot to talk about tomorrow for a Friday, and we're going to try to cram it in. Not sure there's one guest that we're still lingering on a confirmation for. We'll try and get him on the program. If not, there's plenty that we're going to have some fun with tomorrow. Make sure to stay tuned in. You're not going to want to miss wrapping up a Friday tomorrow with us here on The Voice of Reason. Radio and TV, live streaming, podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time we have our interview with congressman bob Ladd. i want to play in just a second but to tease that i wanted to get to this earlier didn't get a chance to do so a couple individuals in washington dc including u.s senator roger marshall our senator here my senator here in the state of kansas and along with congressman mike gallagher are looking into and investigating the department of defense along with health and human services about Army, U.S. Army troops possibly getting infected with COVID-19 back in October of 2019 before 
the virus even hit. We'll get into some of that details in just a minute. But for now, we sat down with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio just earlier this morning, and this is what he had to say. Congressman Bob Latta. Congressman, how are you, my friend? I am doing great, and thanks for having me on this morning. Hey, it's always good to chat with you. I know you, you've you been busy. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's, From what I've heard, the investigation on maybe the origins of the COVID-19 virus heating up a little bit. Started off with the emails being leaked from Dr. Anthony Fauci trying to suppress the story about the Wuhan lab going on there. We just heard from our senator even here in the state of Kansas about potential outbreak in the military, even prior to maybe with some military individuals that were in Wuhan back in like October of 2019. So it sounds like there's some validity to this. What's the latest that you've heard? And are we going to see an actual investigation into China's role with the spread of this virus? Well, I think it's absolutely essential that we go forward with an investigation because, you know, right off the bat, when you look at a virus that's killed millions across the globe, you want to know exactly how it originated. You know, there was a lot of skepticism right off the bat uh, when the Chinese were saying, and again, you always want to say the communist Chinese were saying uh, how this got out there. And, uh, but there's, you know, but that laboratory there has always been a question right off the bat. And uh, there's a lot of uh, individuals across the globe, especially starting with the World Health Organization, if we remember how they pretty much uh, were saying that uh, President Trump at the time was, you know, being xenophobic, that uh, when he wanted to shut things down and prevent uh, that travel, he was absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I, I really don't think the World Health Organization has been on the right side of getting to the truth of this matter. I think when you look at uh, how they pretty much uh, whitewashed some of this investigation a couple of months ago, that is a real concern. So I think we have to investigate this. The world needs to know where it started, how it started, and why it started, and uh, we need to get there. Yeah, we absolutely need to investigate it. My my big question is why was it suppressed? I mean, what does it matter if if it came from Wuhan, China? I mean, I know they tried to play the race card and about uh, you know hate crimes against Asians, but I mean, even before any of that, why try and suppress a story like this if we're really out there trying to get the answer, trying to get the truth, trying to figure out where this came from and how to stop it from happening again? Why would that be a big issue unless there's some type of personal ties with that or something going on? Well, you know, I think some of it's political. I think that uh, some of the folks out there on the other side didn't want to acknowledge that President President Trump, that is, might be right. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, when you look what happened, he was right in doing what he did, uh, saying that we had to, uh, you know, stop that travel, to, to stop that spread. And uh, so, you know, it had nothing to do with, uh, you know, being anti-anybody. It was being anti-making sure this thing didn't spread. And again, as I mentioned, the World Health Organization, you know, I think that they, they're at play in this thing where, the, you know, initially how they were saying they were downplaying it, how they uh, didn't want to acknowledge it. And, uh, and, and again, the report that they put out allowing the Chinese to be at the table helping on that report was ridiculous. And uh, so I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of folks out there that uh, said things initially or during the whole uh, outbreak with COVID-19 that, uh, you know, did not uh, get the right information out there at the time. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Now, the big question is with the investigations and with some of the information now starting to come out about China and their role with this, 
Do you think that's going to have any effect on the World Health Organization or any big uh, major international health organizations that China's involved with? Obviously, the WHA, uh, WHO is funded in part by China. So is there any type of consideration about maybe are, are they getting misinformation? Are we going to have reprimations against China from the World Health Organization? What could that lead to? Well, and again, you know, uh, the Chinese have been, uh, and again, the communist Chinese have been out there across the globe, uh, you know, inserting their influence. And, uh, you know, so there's some uh, organizations, and that's, you know, I'm not going to say right off the bat with who, but uh, they've got a lot of play with. And I just think that, again, if you're gonna, you need to have an independent investigation of this, and it's got to be a truthful investigation and laying all the facts out there and not just saying, well, you know, we don't uh, want to get anybody mad at us, and that's not the way we're going to get there. <laughs> we have to remember that the communist Chinese, that once this thing broke, did not tell the rest of the world what was going on, that uh, they went around the globe and bought all the uh, personal protection equipment that they possibly could, left the rest of us, you know, high and dry. So I think it's really a problem that, uh, you know, when you start saying that, well, we're going to listen to what the Chinese have to say about this, well, uh, I say it's got to be really a down-to-earth, independent investigation, what happened, bring in people that will be independent of the Chinese and get to the, get to the bottom of it. Because, again, you don't want something like this ever to happen again. And uh, because, we, you know, again, millions of people have died across the globe, and uh, it comes right back to the communist Chinese initially knowing what was going on but uh, letting uh, things, uh, uh, you know, uh, from travel to trade and everything else continue on while uh, they, they let this thing spread. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, maybe we can limit the exposure and the influence that the communist Chinese have on some of these especially. Uh, we talked with Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th District of Ohio. Let's shift gears a little bit talk about some policy issues. The infrastructure bill, it's back in the news again, saying that it's making some traction. We're gaining a little bit and actually getting some momentum to, to see if this thing might actually happen. Where are we on the House side, and what have you heard about this infrastructure plan, and do you think it's actually going to happen? Well, over on the Senate side, you know, there's been negotiations going on, but there's a big question. How are you going to pay for this? Yeah. And that's, that's the first thing. Yeah, because, you know, when the, uh, President Biden wrote out this thing, it was $2.3 trillion. And they were using the word infrastructure for anything they wanted to uh, to fool the American people that they were going to have to spend all this money on roads and bridges when really looking at about 6% of that total. And uh, when you look at uh, what the Corps of Engineers has to do with the, uh, with the projects, especially when you think of dikes and uh, with the, uh, uh, the dams and everything else that they have to keep up to make sure we have navigation on our rivers, to make sure that especially for our farmers can, and uh, can move the, uh, their crops uh, quickly uh, to ports and also other types of trade and traffic. But uh, then you throw in the, uh, the the broadband issue, that takes you up to about 25%. And the Democrats have really blown a huge hole out there in that one with the numbers they want to come up with. But uh, I think the real issue is going to come down to how you're going to pay for this. Uh, you know, uh, President Trump, is being, uh, I'm sorry, President Biden was saying that, oh, we're going to just tax the rich, tax the rich, and that's how we're going to pay for it. And uh, all of a sudden people started finding out, hey, that's going to affect all of us. And uh, so I think it's a, it's a real problem that we have just on figuring out how are you going to pay for this infrastructure package. And I know over in the Senate that's what they've been looking at and how they're going to come up with it. But here in the House, you know, we've, on the Republican side, we've come up with 
a, a pretty detailed plan as to how we would uh, approach this, and uh, we pay for it. But uh, the uh, you know when you look at the uh, on the Democrat side, that it's pretty much just keep spending money and don't worry about it. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, is there any concern right now about continued inflation? Obviously, we've seen massive inflation in the country over the last year uh, with the Biden administration coming in with all the money that we're actually spending right now. We've seen raw materials skyrocket. We've seen housing markets skyrocket. We've seen pretty much everything. Gas has skyrocketed across the nation. If we spend more money like this with this infrastructure package, would that affect the inflation rates to continue to go up? Because that's a big concern for a lot of people. Well, I don't see how it doesn't, because when you look at uh, the massive amount of spending the Democrats spent without one Republican voting for it, remember that quote-unquote COVID package early in the year at $1.9 trillion. You know, this president wrote out a, a, a budget, what he'd like to spend, of over $6 trillion. It's, I mean, this is crazy, because, you know, we have to pay the piper at some point in time, and it's going to be sooner than people think. And I keep stressing, and years ago when I served on the Budget Committee, I look at these numbers that, you know, at the beginning of the year, we're going to be paying in 2031 $800 billion to pay interest on the national debt, and that's if interest rates don't go up. We know interest rates are going to go up. So, you know, we could be uh, fast approaching thinking about paying a trillion dollars just to pay interest on the national debt. And then when people wonder how you're going to pay for things in the future, well, we got to pay our creditors because we got to keep them happy so they keep buying all of the notes and bonds of the Treasury Department sells. So, uh, and, and we've we've been watching inflation. We've watched you know uh, uh, gas prices going up. Uh, needless to say, when the President of the United States goes out and kills the Keystone Pipeline uh, that you know runs over six hundred eight hundred, probably about eight hundred fifty million. I'm sorry, thousand barrels of uh, oil a day uh, that would have come into this country over eleven thousand good paying union jobs to construct that. Uh, that pipeline, when you think about all of the things that uh, have been going on, we need more energy in this country, not less. And, uh, you know, when the American people aren't used to seeing gas prices back at 319 320 because uh, well, we all remember what happened. We hit $4.19 a gallon across the country. It was devastating the economy. And we don't hear the president or the Democrats talking anything about that. There it is, Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District. As usual, we went about, oh, I don't know, another 10 minutes longer than that. So we're going to have a special feature, additional podcast download for the entire interview with Congressman, as we always love to do, because it's always good to chat with him, and he has a lot of great information. And we never seem to get enough time to cram it into the show today. So we'll put that as an additional podcast up on the show after the program today. Lots more coming up. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Last couple of minutes of the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration. Tomorrow's going to be fun. So potentially, we have a priest, a father coming on talking about exorcisms. Haven't gotten confirmation on that one. Andy, why would you do that on a political talk show? Why? Because it's a Friday and because I want to. That's why. <laughs> I think it's a cultural thing, and I think that uh, we need to be aware and talk about everything even that's semi-related to politics, but more on culture and society and the way we just view the world as well. So I think that intertwines a little bit, too. Also, we're going to have someone on talking about the John McAfee issue with the suicide. I say that in air quotes. With uh, went on in Barcelona, Italy. We have a, a, an expert on some conspiracies to come on the program, talk about that a little bit, and what really happened with John McAfee. Why was he in trouble? What was he coming home for? Did he really have dirt on the Clintons, or was he just showboating to try and gain some attention? Like, the media is trying to downplay and say, like, you know, yeah, he said that, but he really didn't, and everybody just kind of looked the other way at him because he was just trying to cause a scene and just trying to gain some attention and popularity, so he's not really that big of a deal. So the media is downplaying it. Is it true, or is there something to this? Are we looking at an Epstein issue 2.0 with John McAfee just about ready to come back to the U.S. to testify under federal uh, tax evasion charges. I still find that one a little strange. I mean, he's in a prison in Barcelona, Italy, which looked, if you saw any of the pictures of him in prison, looked kind of run down, looked kind of third worldish right there with some of the prisons. And he would rather stay there than he would be in a luxurious federal prison in the United States within how much money he had, probably would be able to pay off a deal, be there for a year or two, or do some home arrest or something and be just fine. To me, just doesn't make any sense. But that's just me all thinking crazy like. So we'll get to that tomorrow. We'll have some fun with it and talk about some other things as well uh, to enjoy. But real quickly, there is, and we teased it and talked about it just briefly during our interview with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. There is an ongoing investigation that the media doesn't seem to want to talk about right now. But thank God for some of our elected officials that are actually bringing this up. And actually, our, my senator right here in the state of Kansas, Senator Roger Marshall, is leading this charge along with Congressman Mike Gallagher as well. Not the talk show host Mike Gallagher, Congressman Mike Gallagher. Uh, but they're looking into the Department of Defense along with Health and Human Services for a possible infection of U.S. Army troops back in October 
of 2019. Now, to put this on the time frame and the timeline for you, for you may, for those that may not remember, the COVID outbreak didn't happen until about February of 2020. They say it broke out and it came out from the Wuhan lab at about December-ish of 2019, and then it reached the U.S. about February, March. March is when things started to really get shut down. But the first case, if I remember, in the United States was in Seattle or that western coast there, and it happened, confirmed case happened right about February of 2020. We're talking like six months prior to that, five, six months prior to that in 2019 of October of 2019, where potentially, allegedly which is the investigation right now, that some U.S. Army troops who participated in the 2019 World Military Games, which, first off, I didn't even know was a thing. I did not. Did you know that there was a World Military Game that went on every year? I was not aware of this. It's like the Olympics but for the military. That's cool, but yet kind of concerning and yet kind of scary, but yet kind of intriguing all at the same time. I'm so confused. It's like a bodybuilder woman. Is she attractive or is she intimidating? I don't quite know. But the military apparently does a 2019 <laughs> World Military Game. And guess where it took place? Here's the big kicker of this whole story. Guess where the 2019 World Military Games took place? In Wuhan, China. In Wuhan, China, October 18th through the 28th of 2019. And there's a rumor that soldiers, U.S. Army troops that were in Wuhan, China in October of 2019, before the outbreak began, before we even knew anything about this, were potentially infected with COVID-19 while they were in Wuhan, China, five months before the outbreak and just about two to three months before we even knew that there was a virus outbreak even in China. If that's the case, all of these stories of the lies and the scams about not thinking it came from Wuhan and from the bat deal and from... Uh, uh, from eating the animal or eating the bat and spreading it that way, from Dr. Fauci, who like three years ago, you know, prior to this, warned that there was going to be a virus outbreak and he knew about the Wuhan lab, he was funding the Wuhan lab. All all of this stuff goes out the window. All of those lies, all of those manipulations from the federal government go out the window if we have U.S. soldiers that were confirmed positive with that five months before an actual outbreak, two or three months before it even got released, quote-unquote, from a bat or from the lab in Wuhan during the 2019 World Military Games. That's under investigation now with the Department of Defense and the Health and Human Services as well from a senator and a congressman. The plot thickens. We'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow as well. Until then, this is your show. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everyone have a wonderful Thursday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. 
Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.